broadcasting live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. What is going on, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. on a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. And, oh, by the way, a very good friend of ours, Lincoln Kennedy, is back in action. And uh, he's here to join us uh, today. And he'll be with us Tuesdays through Thursdays for the uh, rest of the season. Lincoln, how are you, my friend? I'm back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, been counting the days uh, for, for, for this, and uh, super, super happy to have you back, Lincoln. Uh, I hope you had a tremendous offseason. Uh, it went it went by kind of fast, actually, now that I think now that I look back on it. Um, no shortage of things uh, happening and, and keeping the, uh, the, the chains moving, uh, as we say. But uh, how are you doing, and uh, what, how was your offseason? Uh, offseason was great. Everything's wonderful. Glad to be back with you guys. Um, looking forward to this exciting season we already kicked off game number one in allegiant and i was really pleased with the performance on both sides of the ball so looking forward i know it's preseason but just looking forward to it yeah you know you mentioned that uh lincoln it is preseason uh but you know you're still looking for positives you're looking for things to clean up there's there's things that you're looking for uh and looking at and want to see and don't want to see uh, among the things that you wanted to see that you saw on saturday uh what were they well first and foremost i wanted to see execution i wanted to see full speed execution and guys understanding their assignments there were very few mental errors that i saw there were a couple physical errors well that's going to happen i mean the guys on the other side of the ball get paid too so you know when you take a look at it as a whole i think it was a great outing it was great to see fans in allegiant uh it was great to see the raiders come out and i know there were backups and most of the guys probably aren't going to make the team. Uh, but for the most part, you're creating depth, and you're also seeing some of these guys play full speed. Yeah, um, Lincoln, and, and I'm right there with you. Um, you know, I've been using the word competent for uh, defensively and definitely offensively. I think we're, we're, we know or have a pretty good idea of, of where this Raiders offense uh, is headed. Uh, I think that they're going to be – just as good as they were last year. I'd be shocked if they weren't as good as they were last year, maybe even better in some ways, more versatile, more efficient in the red zone. We'll, we'll see about all that. But specifically defensively, uh, based on or after watching what we watched last year, where there were so many breakdowns, so much disconnect, there were times uh, where you know players were kind of looking at each other, wondering, "Hey, I thought you were supposed to be here, and I was supposed to be over here." You know, I was in zone defense, you were in. Ma- there were there were just so many mental errors and confusion and uh, disconnect last year that, for me, I just wanted to see: Are the Raiders going to be able to be competent, efficient, and and have a command of what they're trying to do out there? And I think. It's only one game, but to me, they passed that test. I agree. Uh, look, here, here's the thing, Vinny. You know, with so much coming in on this on this season, and Gus Bradley, you know, taking over uh, defensive coordinator. There's so many answers that we want to see. We want to see how they're going to play coverage, if they're going to be able to get a pass rush. Where's Jonathan Abram going to line up? And and I got a little bit of an inkling that, and it's almost. Uh, and, and so taking it forward, now you just want to see execution. And I, like I told Brent on our radio broadcast, I said, every coach I've ever played for when it came to preseason says, I just want you to do everything full speed. 
Even if you make right. a mistake, do everything full speed. Show that you, you have a meaning and a purpose to be out there on the football field. And I think we, for the most part, we saw that. I mean, look, for, for the most part, Nathan Peterman led, you know, played the entire game. He led the offense. They controlled the ball for over 40 minutes. 40 minutes of just over 19 minutes for the Seahawks. That's a dominating game. The defense yep. came out and did their part. That's a dominating game. The only one mistake that they had is uh, when, you know, one of the linebackers rushed and he was supposed to cover the back and, you know, they, they gave up a touchdown. But those little mental errors can be corrected. You know, going forward, you know, you and I have talked before, it, it's hard to predict what you're going to get out of preseason. I played for coaches that sometimes go extremely vanilla, don't game plan for them. I played for coaches that do game plan for them. Uh, I think this day and age, I think we've seen so far, and we'll see again this weekend, I, it's highly unlikely the Raiders playing any of their starters. Other than Leatherwood, you know, I, I don't really see them playing a lot of starters. You know, Cleveland went, went out there, but he's got to prove himself as well. So um, we're probably not going to see the, the ones for a bunch of preseason, not going to see them to that Monday night game against the Ravens. But you take what you can with a grain of salt and just hope that everybody gets the gist of the systems on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, it was interesting to me watching – that defense and looking at the names that were were out there, uh, it's 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 interesting to me, and I think encouraging for for the Raiders. You mentioned Cleve Farrell; uh, he's got to fight for his time. I think he's going to you know be a big part of of things moving forward. It might not be as a starter, but that's okay. Uh, but if you look at that defense on Friday night, or excuse me, on Saturday night, when you start talking about okay, this is your backups: Cleve Farrell, Carl Nassib, Solomon Thomas. Darius Phylon, Nick Kwiatkowski, Damon Arnett, uh, Nate Hobbs, um, you know, you, uh, Trayvon Morg was out there with yeah. that group. Um, and I think both Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Morg have a chance to start. But when you start talking about some of those names being backup players, I think it's an indication of the roster building that's been going on here because that's the second team, uh, right. uh, Lincoln. Uh, and, and, and that's not, those are some pretty darn good football players that I just named and some guys that I think are, are ready to take big step forwards or at least, you know, somewhat significant step forwards, uh, as they, as they continue on in their career. That hasn't been the case here the last few years. When you start getting into that second team defense or whatever the case might be, it's it was kind of slim pickings, and there were empty snaps as a result. There was a lack of efficiency coming off the bench, and it forced starters to play longer, and there was uh, diminished returns when you have to push guys as, as, as far and as long uh, and as, as many snaps as the Raiders did uh, a lot of their starters last year. So when you start looking at it from that perspective, Wow. Okay. There's some talent that they're going to have in reserve and be part of, of rotations here this year. Look, last year, COVID decimated everybody, but it really hurt the Raiders uh, specifically because not only did they lose guys by the wayside and COVID uh, protocol and stuff like that and injuries, they also lost coaches. They didn't have the benefit of an offseason. They didn't have a benefit of OTAs, really. They just went into the season kind of blind. And as the season progressed, you and I both saw this. You kind of just took what you could as, you know, uh, uh, with a grain of salt. You really didn't know who was going to be out there. So there right. were so many mistakes, uh, you know, on the defensive side especially. Yes, the offense still had a lot of punch to it because it had, you know, a good quarterback. It had, you know, notable players. Darren Waller had a stellar season, so on and so forth. But the defense really lacked any consistency. So coming into this season, that's what you and I and every Raider fan, Raider Nation was looking forward to. They wanted to see some type of consistency. Now, as you talk about the namesakes, look, that defensive line room is full. 
Yes. It's full of a lot of notable names. There are going to be some good guys that are going to get cut. But in the meantime, in the interim, you have guys who are going out there and should be fighting hard, just like we saw Cleve Farrell turn, had, a, had a good game, a nice, I solid agree. game. And he should because if he's playing against twos and threes, he should, he should shine. So he should take it, you know, she, he should take every opportunity he has to touch the field to prove himself, as well as Carl Nassib and all the others. So, um, you know, this defense has got to get a little bit of consistency. It's, it, we got to see something out of Tanner Muse and the linebacker core. We got to see some consistency out of the secondary because, and, and I saw a little bit of that, you know, the way they played. I saw a little bit of that. And again, we're not going up against starters, but you know, you saw a little bit of a blitzing. You saw a little bit of a pressure package. Um, so they did. They did show some things. All, all promising for the first game out. Yeah, and uh, one more uh, uh, on on that note is that you know we, we we've talked about this, and and, and Lincoln, you know this uh, as well as anybody. Uh, with with the way the salary cap is structured, with the way you know you only have a certain amount of draft picks each year, you only have a certain amount of money to be able to spend under the salary cap each year. When John Gruden took over in 2018, took a look at that roster and decided, all right, this is going to take a little while, and we're going to have to kind of rebuild things from the ground up uh, on both sides of the ball. It is impossible to build two sides of a football immediately like like it's 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 hard to do when you only have as many draft picks as teams have and as much money to spend under the salary cap um and so when you talk about last year and and obviously COVID-19 played a role in uh, it as well uh, there were there were a lot of issues uh, that that played into uh, what we saw happen last year but in addition to that there was also a talent issue and i what 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 we tried to remind people of was that you know at some point you just got to play your season you got to this is what we got we got to coach up our strengths, coach around our weaknesses, whatever the case might be, and just kind of hope for the best. That's what teams ultimately do come the start of every season. You have to at some point. It's time to go play the darn games and with what we have here in this building. Knowing, though, that, look, we have some, deal, we have some situations that we got to take care of on the defensive line in the secondary. The Raiders always knew all throughout last year there were areas that they had to now address when the Time was right. The next offseason, free agency in 2021, the draft in 2021. So when I look and when I look at now at this defense, what I'm looking at is a more complete defense, a defense that had a bunch of holes last year or some holes last year and some young players that were pressed into duty and the injuries and all that. But in terms of the talent upgrade, when you bring in Solomon Thomas, when you bring in Unique Ngakwe, when you bring in Darius Phylon, uh, when you bring in Casey Hayward, when you bring in Rasul Douglas, uh, and some of the, and you bring in Carl uh, uh, Carl Douglas, um, you know, uh, uh, you're you're fixing things that you couldn't get to the year before. And so what I'm seeing is just a better overall level of talent, Lincoln. Well, especially on paper. Now, here's the thing. Yes, we know true. this. We know for the most part the free agents and the acquisitions that the Raiders have picked up aside from the draft choices just haven't worked for them. Right. Look, we got we got to see if it works. You know what I'm concerned with those names that you mentioned, especially in the defensive line room. You can't keep all of them. You know what I mean? And so even if you're trying to develop like a, I remember them talking highly of Vickers. You know, last couple of seasons, wanting him to take that next level, saw a little bit of a push, a push out of him uh, in in the game. You know, you're not going to be able to keep everybody. You're only hoping that the names aren't the ones that's going to, you know, that that's going to sway you towards them because you you named a bunch of them, Solomon Thomas. You know, and and, and, and you know, just just to start off the back, but. That's a very deep room. And also, you get the thing about this defense with Gus Bradley is you got to get a rush. 
And in yep. the places that he was before, when he had that defense, he had guys that could get a rush. So it, there's a big season out of Max Crosby. You've seen what he can do, but he needs to take the next step because he needs to try to get back to his rookie year you know, production rather than what he had last year or lack thereof. So, I mean, there are a lot of things, instances there. But overall, you know, we saw guys competing for in the run game. We saw the line get, you know, some decent push. You know, the Ra- Raiders have got three centers. Likely they're only, only going to keep two, but who do you let go when you're trying to develop, you know, guys in the future? Um, and Alex Leatherwood, to me, had a pretty solid outing. I counted three mental mistakes and one physical mistake, or two 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 physical mistakes and three mental errors um, in his performance. But other than that, all that's correctable. So it's just, it's a great opportunity, and I know they're having even a better opportunity practicing against the Rams in L.A. where you're at. Um, you know, coming going forward because that'll be a great test for this offense as well, as well as the defense. Because uh, you know, a lot of people, including myself, think very highly of this Rams team in the NFC. Yeah, without question. Uh, and we're going to definitely get to that um, here in a little bit. But Lincoln, obviously, a big a big day yesterday. Actually, it was kind of late last night or toward the uh, the tail end of last night, and that was uh, Mark Davis and the Raiders uh, coming out and officially saying, "Hey, look." Uh, if you want to come to Raider games this year, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated and you're going to have to show proof uh, that you're fully vaccinated. Uh, I felt like it was headed in this direction yeah. uh, for a while now. AEG, uh, one of the great um, you know, stadium and arena operators and owners uh, throughout the world uh, came out. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before and said, hey, look, if you're going to come to our venues, the ones that we own, uh, you're going to have to show that you're fully vaccinated. And, you know, it was a it was kind of a signal of that was coming. And I, I think that the Raiders, you know, with the with the options that Governor Sisolak, who I give a lot of credit for, um, I know he gets a lot of criticism, but you go be the governor and you yeah. go make all the decisions and you go face all the criticism that you're going to face, uh, you know, and, and not being able to make everybody happy which is impossible for somebody in a leadership uh position i'm going off on a little tangent here but man it's hard to be a leader and it's hard to do the right thing and it's hard to make hard decisions but sometimes you got to even when you know somebody's sitting on a couch somewhere screaming and yelling at the tv station not having to make those kind of decisions themselves but always criticizing uh, whatever decision is made I, I i digress on that basically the, the you know the, the 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 recommendation to the raiders was look uh either Everybody wears masks uh, at the games or nobody has to wear masks provided everybody is vaccinated and shows proof of vaccination. A couple of things, and I had a lengthy uh, uh, talk with Mark Davis last night uh, after this decision was made. The whole mask thing, um, you know, I was there Saturday. You were there Saturday, Lincoln. I was looking around the stadium and I saw a whole bunch of people that should have been wearing their masks that weren't wearing their masks. And as I was watching that unfold, I'm thinking, man, I feel bad for the security people here because to mandate that 65,000 people wear their masks at all times, it's impossible. Yeah. It wasn't going to work. There's no way that, you know, the however many security people were there could actually enforce that sort of a rule. So it was almost pointless to even try to go down that road. And so what Mark Davis said, and he, I talked to him about that very thing, he saw the same thing that I saw and how uh, troublesome and problematic that would be to enforce. So short of that, um, the decision then was, all right, everyone that comes to games has to be vaccinated and has to show proof of, of vaccination. Um, we're going to hear from Mark Davis in just one second, but but Lincoln, I know it's a tough decision. I know there's some some people that are upset up, uh, out there. I get it. I understand it. 
but something had to be done, and this was a decision that Mark Davis made. Uh, any thoughts on your end of what? Of Not what surprised. Um, I, I had heard the venues, a lot of the venues uh, around the country that were putting on concerts and performances were requiring the people to come through their doors, be vaccinated, proof of vaccination. I thought it was just a matter of time that the stadiums follow suit. Look, you know, they, they told us in our line of work that they suggested we get vaccinated or there's, it's just going to be hard to do our job. Um, and so I, I think that, the, you know, I know the political climate has divided a great deal of people in this country. But the way I look at it is like this. I, my entire family is vaccinated because I don't want to run the risk of getting somebody sick. And that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I wear my mask. I take care of myself. But I don't want to be that person to get someone that I care about or any, anyone in general sick. Um, so I'm doing everything that I can to protect my family. I'm on my own. I'm not saying everybody should do that. But look, for the benefit of the, the, the well-being and of the greater, pe- the greater sense of it, you know, just do the right thing and, and get vaccinated. It's, it's, to me, it's that simple. And you don't have to worry about these things. It's, uh, it's the one less thing that you have to concern yourself and enjoy yourself. Right. And, um, you know, uh, I got to say this as well, because, uh, you know, uh, when you when you tweet something like this and try to walk people through it, um, you're going to get the whole spectrum. And sure. there are a lot of people who are talking about personal freedoms being taken away. Hey, alert to all the people out there and fans who apparently skipped out on civics classes uh, when they were in high school or college. Nobody's being arrested. (laughs) If you show up at the game and you don't have your vaccination proof, you're not getting arrested. That's the difference between a policy, which every business uh, is, is uh, has the right to do and uh, taking away your freedoms. Your freedom means if you showed up, you're getting thrown in jail. That's not happening. You just can't go to the game. Uh, as it relates to whether to get the vaccination or not, I'm with you, Lincoln. I've gotten it. My whole family's gotten it. I think it's the right thing to do. I'm trusting the science, uh, and, and I feel good about that. I'm not trying to tell everyone to get the vaccination. That's not my place to do. But uh, you, you, you have to stop with the whole thing about the, the, the personal freedom. What you're ultimately saying, if you decide not to get the vaccination, is you are okay, okay with whatever stipulations might arise from not doing that. And that might mean you can't travel. That might mean you can't go to Raider games. That might mean you can't go to concerts, certain restaurants, uh, schools, whatever the case might be. You are deciding. This is what your freedom is. Your freedom is not really to get the vaccination or not. It's really... And ultimately, all right, if I make whatever decision in life I make, what are the ramifications, good or bad, consequences, good or bad? All right, if I'm okay with whatever those kind of consequences are, then I'll make the decision that I want to make. That's what you're ultimately deciding. And if you are not vaccinated, those are the consequences. Those are the ramifications. Those are the stipulations. And you're not being thrown in jail. You just can't live life the way you normally would have because people are trying to protect themselves, protect their customers, uh, and, and, and try to move on safely. So that's my two cents. Uh, I know it's a touchy subject, like you said. I know there's a political uh, aspect to it, uh, but this is not, you know, uh, your, your freedoms are not being taken away. Freedom is literally freedom. That means going to jail or take, getting your real freedoms uh, taken away. I hate that we're in this position, Lincoln, but here we are, uh, and, and that's the situation that we're in. And here's Mark Davis talking about, in his eyes, uh, why it was an easy decision to do what he did. Um, as you all heard last night, uh, we've decided to go with a uh, plan B protocol that uh, Governor Sisolak put out there. 
which is vaccinated people only into the stadium for Raider games this season. What that does is uh, makes it that we know that we will have full capacity and no masks for the uh, entire season. Um, I said last night it was an easy decision over the two choices. And why I said that is we've had four events here that were mask only, that you had to wear a mask, mask mandated, and it's just impossible to police and it's impossible to have uh, to just make it happen. There's just so many reasons. As people forget to put it back on after drinking uh, something or eating something or all those other things. So it's not just people not wanting to do it, but sometimes forgetting to do it. That's Mark Davis talking about the complications of trying to enforce a masked event when you're talking about 65,000 people. And it's just too much. You're asking your security uh, that, that are there at the stadium uh, to run around person to person over and over and over again to ask people to mask up, whether it was like Mark Davis said, he for, they forgot, or whether people are just being, you know, uh, uh, childish and saying, I'm not wearing it. You know, I'm in here, to, you know, try to tell me uh, to wear my mask. It just wasn't feasible. This was the next best thing. And I think that, like Lincoln said, I think we're probably headed in this, in, in this direction uh, for stadiums across the country. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to monitor that. Uh, it, if you have any questions, please ask us. Uh, I pretty feel like we have a pretty good command uh, of what's going on. You know, the, the do's and don'ts, how you can uh, upload your vaccination proof uh, into, a, into the Clear app so that, you know, when you get to the game, you're going to be able to go into the game uh, and watch the game. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider 27 uh, is on the line. How you doing, Raider 27? Hey, I'm doing a lot better now that I found out Lincoln Kennedy's on. <laughs> That's <Yes>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Can I make a comment on what you were just talking about and then ask Lincoln a question? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I saw that stuff on Twitter last night, and, and I'm just so blessed to get to go to a Raider game. I get to go to the Bears game and... Vinny said he was even going to buy me a beer at the Rockstar. So that's right. I'm I'm having a great. I'm, this has been a great week. Um, I downloaded the Clear app and was checked in. It took me five minutes. Um, it's the easiest thing. I mean, I can't I figure out how to get ESPN Plus on my TV. <laughs> but the, that was so easy to do, and I just want to encourage everybody don't don't fight this, man. This is an America thing. We're you know, this is life as normal. Life will never be normal again. I mean, it's it's unfortunate and it's sad, and I hate it. And I hate having to encourage my friends and everybody I know. And I mean, I'm 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 I'll admit I'm on the right side of things. I, I like to call myself right center, but you know, it's just it's just irresponsible not to to take care of your health and the health of your fellow Americans and your family and your friends and your neighbors. And, and you know, I was kind of nervous about going to the stadium. I'm like, man, I, I'm for sure wearing a mask. And then they said, well, you have to wear a mask. I'm like, well, that's good, man. I'm wearing a mask. And now I feel so much comfortable going to the stadium and going to a game. And it was so easy. I mean, the vaccines are easy. It's no big deal to take the vaccines. This, this technology is 20 years old. They've been using this for cancer and other things for many, many, many years. This is in no way an experimental thing. So, you know, I, I just would encourage everybody, don't get mad and all been out of shape and and uh, just go 
go get what you got. Go do what you got to do and get your app and go to the game and scream as loud as you can for the Raiders. And if you don't want to, give me a call. I'll buy your tickets cheap. (laughs) Uh, Very well said, uh, uh, Raider 27. Um, uh, Thank you for that. and uh, thank you for you know speaking from the heart. It's not a political issue uh, at all. People try to make it out to be. Uh, we're just we're all in this thing together, and let's try to help each other, not just ourselves, uh, but each other. You said that you had a question for uh, Lincoln. Did we lose him? Uh, specifically, um, oh, there he is, okay. Alex Leatherwood uh-huh. and uh, um, Andre James. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, the young center, uh, Mark Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Morrissey, mm-hmm. can you please expand um, a little bit more in depth in what you saw of the offensive line and what you expect us to see when the regular season starts for offensive line? And I'll take your answer off the air. It's an honor to talk to you, Link. Every time I think of you, I think of a game I was watching where you're blocking somebody and Gannon's holding the ball, and you keep looking back. Is he throwing the ball? Nope. And block some more. Look back. Come on, come on. Is he going? Nope, not yet. It just, you just kept blocking. I mean, you're a legend, man. I mean, you were you, you. Art Show and those guys. You would have played on any Raider team ever. Thank you very and much. I, I appreciate those kind of words. To talk to you, man. So anyway, okay. I'll take your answer off the air. Thank you so much. Well, well, here's the thing. You're going to first of all, when you look at Andre James, you're going to come under some sort of scrutiny because you got rid of a Pro Bowl center. Uh, you, you traded him away and you wanted to go cheap. But I know that Coach Cable has believed in Andre James since he's had him, just hadn't had a chance. I mean, how often are you able to sit a pro bowler down and start a young guy, just see what he could do? So I was I was refreshed to see the Andre out there and holding his own, as well as the acquisition of Nick Martin. And, and Morrissey's coming along. I think in this league – He's not a very big guy. I think he has to put on some weight and probably drop his anchor a little bit more because he's going to those, – those nose guards and those defensive tackles he's playing against in the, in the league are, 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 are like little bowling balls that try to go through you a lot to, to get you off your tilt. So, But that's, that's a project coming. And in the meantime, I think they're, the fine, they're fine – the Raiders are fine on offensive line. What I saw out of Leatherwood, um, you know, they run a combination of power blocking, Vinny, and, and zone blocking. And so – what I saw out of him was a decent amount of push in the power game on double teams, especially what they had down on the goal line and short yardage. And, hey, that was one of the things that Gruden said, the reason why they went after Leatherwood, they wanted to be have more production. And in those areas, the goal line and short yardage, and I think you saw that, the conscious effort when they got down there to plant the ball in. And I thought the offensive line as a whole did well. And here's the thing, Vinny. When you look at their multiple tight end sets, you know that Gruden is going to want to, want to run the ball to set up the pass. Uh, and, and so that's, that's a part of their offense. So I think, you know, for the first game out, again, it's preseason. You can take it with a grain of salt. I thought that they, the, the young guys handled themselves well, and I think it's going to be a promising future. And if they can create the – I'm interested to see what, you know, with Incognito and Denzel Good and all those guys, Colton Miller, and to see how they, they do things, especially with the power game. Yeah, uh, I agree, and um, we will talk about more of that on the other side. We got, uh, you know, Richie Incognito has some interesting things to say about what to do when it's nose to nose when you're in that uh, those 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 tight quarters uh, in the red zone. Might be surprised uh, of what he had to say. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Imbahara. This sports update is brought to you by Finley Subaru of Las Vegas. Finley Subaru of Las Vegas. It's a stress-free zone with non-commissioned salespeople. 
No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. You are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. It is a Tuesday. I'm in Los Angeles. The Raiders are uh, on their way here. Uh, they're following me here to, uh, to, to Los Angeles. Joint practices tomorrow and Thursday with the Rams out at their practice facility in Thousand Oaks, uh, about 35 miles north of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, and then, of course, that sets up the game on Saturday, 7 o'clock, Rams-Raiders over at SoFi Stadium. I am fired up about this week, fired up about that game, and I'm fired up about our next guest, Lincoln. Um, you know, Lincoln and I like food. I don't know, I'm just oh, going to yeah. say that right now <laughs> uh, without question. So uh, we like our food. Uh, Lincoln has a uh, great new restaurant uh, here in Las Vegas or, or in Las Vegas. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as the season mm-hmm. goes on. Uh, but knowing how much we like food and all different types of food, um, we thought it would be interesting to bring on uh, our next ga- uh, guest. His name is Tafik Shah, and he is the owner of Lola's Fire Hot sauce and with football season coming up and we all know we like to eat what goes bad but great with football it's obviously eating eating drinking coming up with crazy recipes uh hosting parties tailgating going out uh to to watch the game and 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 eating you, you hear what i'm saying eating eating is a big part of football and watching football and digesting football uh, and so we have uh, Tafik Shah here, and he is the owner of Lola's uh, Fire Hot Sauce. He's going to help walk us through maybe some recipes, uh, some some directions to take in order to spice up our football uh, eating experience and football watching experience. Tafik, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're in the huddle. How are you doing, my man? Good. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, first of all, uh, you got to give us a little bit of a history lesson on on Lola's. Uh, I know a lot of people get into businesses, uh, various businesses, but getting into the hot sauce business, uh, what was the inspiration behind that? If you could walk us through the history of Lola's. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you for having me on the show. It's been an, it's absolutely incredible. Super thrilled to be here. So Lola's Fine Hot Sauce, it's actually a generational family recipe from my mom, Lola. So my mom, she's an immigrant from the Philippines, came to uh, the States to take care of farmers during the time where there just wasn't any good health care. And growing up, you know, my mom always had a nice warm meal uh, at the table for me. And it was always accompanied by this hot sauce that we sell today nationwide. So it's, uh, it's mom's recipe. It's delicious. It's all natural. It's tasty and full of delicious flavor. All right. So at what point, uh, as, as you're growing up and you're going, man, you know, I got to admit, mom's hot sauce is pretty darn good. Um, <laughs> We probably need to take this a step further. Uh, we could probably do something with this uh, in terms of producing it and manufacturing it and getting it out there on the open market. At what point um, in, in, in your grand scheme of things, grand plans of things, did you decide this is the direction that we want to take? Yeah, great question. So five years ago, I was just working my corporate job here, uh, you know, here in Iowa is where we're from. I was working my corporate job, literally brought in this hot sauce, and I thought nothing of. I mean, I thought it was delicious. I mean, come on. I grew up eating this, so I knew what it was all about. But anyways, brought it in for a food day at work at my corporate job. People said it was the best thing they'd ever had. So literally within two to three weeks, I had left my corporate job to try to figure out how to make hot sauce. My mom and I would make it in a commercial kitchen, then we'd go to farmers markets and sell it. 
And then we'd go to different retailers and try to push the product there. So that's kind of the story of how it just came to light, you know, from farmer's market, from our kitchen, straight to retailers across the country. So it's been fun. Um, it's a great, been a great journey. I'm not sure, um, and this is so interesting to me to talk to you because uh, I'm, I'm hooked lately on a show on History Channel, and it's about um, the the advent of you know uh, uh, producing uh, and and getting food products out onto the open market, going all the way back to I'm talking like Coca Cola, Frito Lay's, uh, everything that Hostess, everything that we see uh, out there. Um, that we take for granted nowadays, but obviously they all had a starting point. Obviously there was hurdles to clear, obstacles to clear, um, and I'm, I'm, I would imagine that in, in your case, that's 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 no different. Um, at what point did you kind of feel like this could actually work? I, I know that I'm sure whoever you brought it to loved it, and uh, but then growing it out. Um, at what point did you just kind of feel like this this really does have a future? Yeah, absolutely. So it first started with the farmer's markets. You know, when we did those, you know, it was just me out there selling the hot sauce. My mom and I would make it every weekend. We'd go to farmer's markets to farmer's markets, sell the product. People said it was delicious. The one common denominator that I heard from everybody was, this is the best hot sauce we've ever had. Full of flavor, five simple ingredients. And literally from there, we went to Hy-Vee, which was our local retailer here in the Midwest. And then from there, over the course of five years, it branched out to different retailers. And, you know, the, the, the great thing, too, is each buyer in every meeting that we went to, that we grinded to get at and that we flew to, they all said the same thing. They're like, this, is, this hot sauce is full of flavor. We love your story. It's so good. It's so delicious. Plus, I don't know if you know this, but we have different varieties, too. So we've got ghost peppers. Trinidad Scorpions, Carolina Reapers, we do the world's hottest peppers, but we focus on great flavors. So, you know, from then on, literally after getting into Hy-Vee, which is our first retailer, moving on to the bigger retailers, especially in the Nevada area through Albertson Safeway and Bonds and several other stores out there, literally scaling the company was, was the challenge, right? So, you know, we went to several different manufacturers, partnered with them, and we sourced all of our local peppers, our local ingredients from as many local farmers, which are all made right here in the USA. So it's, it's been a fun journey, and the scaling process has been incredible. We're talking to Tafik Shah. He is the owners of uh, Lola's Fine uh, Hot Sauce, um, which if you, uh, he'll let you know where you could go, like what stores that you could go buy it. But if you want to take the direct route, uh, and we urge you to do that, you could go to www.lolasfinehotsauce.com, uh, and it'll explain uh, uh, everything and um, you know uh, make the uh, shopping process a little bit easier, a little bit more direct. Uh, Tafik, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Trinidad, Trinidad Scorpion. Uh, uh, give me a give me a little heads up on on what we're talking about. Yeah, the Trinidad Scorpion is the world's second hottest pepper. It's oh. delicious. It's gonna oh go ahead go ahead. What was no that no thing? I mean I, I'm already interested. <laughs> yep, so world's second hottest pepper right behind the Carolina Reaper. So basically, that pepper in on our hot sauce. So each one that uses the world's hottest pepper just a little bit for great flavor. So if you try this product, you'll notice it's got a nice limey, garlicky, just tropical bite to it. And that comes genuinely through the pepper. Um, but the heat is, the heat's perfect. It's not too hot. It's not too mild, but just enough to get you a good kick. And you know what? I've got a great Super Bowl recipe for that too, Vandy. It's basically, you know, you mix it with a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of Oh, uh, are you there? Do, do we still have you? Or tops, whatever. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so Trinidad Scorpion is the second hottest uh, 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 hot sauce. Um, 
Carolina Reaper, obviously, is number one, it sounds like. Uh, why and how hot are we talking about? Yeah, so Carolina Reapers, they can range anywhere between 2 to 2.7 million Scoville units, which is pretty high on the scale. So, uh, But like I said, with our products, we only use just a little bit. So in the whole bottle, we're using just enough so you get that burn. But the Carolina Reaper itself, it's actually a naturally sweet pepper. So you're going to get that sweet taste in our hot sauce. And the garlic's just going to shine right on through, and you're going to get that slow end burn, which is why they call it the Reaper, because it hits you in the back. <laughs> you know, when we think about hot sauce, uh, obviously um, chicken wings come come to mind, but there's a whole slew of things uh, that that you could do um, to, to spice up just uh, any type of food that we're talking about. Uh, but anything, any of your personal favorites that you want to that you want to pass on. Absolutely. My personal favorite, I've got two of them actually, are new green jalapeno and serrano. Uh, Delicious. It's got a nice garden earthy flavor. It's perfect for like game day chilies or just, you know, tossing on chips, whatever you want to do. But our new, my ultimate favorite that I've been using is our buffalola. So our buffalola, it's basically a creamy buffalo butter sauce, wing sauce. We use our Lola's original, amp it up with a little bit of barrel-aged cayenne, fresh garlic, and then we just use real butter into the bottle it is phenomenal on wings so i've just been on a kick with the buffalo lately well it's football season so uh is there usually a uh, a kick um up in 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 terms of uh, uh interest because people are, are throwing all kinds of parties on a weekly basis whether you're talking about college football the nfl or, or even heck high school football nowadays uh comes with its own kind of show as well uh do you do you notice that football season kind of kind of drives a market every once in a while Absolutely. Football season is one of the biggest seasons for us, you know, because not only do we make hot sauces, but we've got salsas too. So we've got sweet roasted reaper salsa, hatch chili and sweet corn salsas, bacon salsas. We've got unique varieties of products. But not only that, man, I'm super excited to see what this year is going to bring because I don't know if you know this, but most recently I was just part of a program with Lowe's, the home improvement retailer, and Damon John from Shark Tank to find the next best product in America. And Lola's was the top three finisher. So not only were we a finalist and our products are in every Lowe's uh, stores throughout the country, we're excited to see how that marketing and everything amps up to develop in the football season because football season is one of our biggest ones. And we sell tons of hot sauces and people just rave about how delicious it is. I am a huge Shark Tank fan, so congratulations uh, on, on that. Uh, is there a fan base that stands out? I mean, I know Raider Nation uh, do not ever sell them short. Uh, they are experimental. They are fiery in their own right, uh, and they like to get after it in their tailgate parties, just walk around the parking lot uh, at whatever stadium they're, they're in, and uh, that becomes apparent real quick. But is there a uh, is there a fan base out there that that maybe stands above the rest uh, when it t- when it comes to the your the tailgating experience and what you've been able to experience? Yeah, you know, I mean, it spans across all fans, and we welcome the Raiders Nation's fans with open arms. Love the Raiders. Fantastic group. I mean, it, everybody from kids to, you know, women to, you know, men just love our hot sauce. Everybody loves it because it's full of flavor. It's not one of those that's meant to burn your face off. So it's one of those things you can grab and try. And, you know, unlike those other hot sauces that are super watery or vinegar that you can buy, this actually has a depth of flavor. And, you know, I, I can't wait for you to try some. I don't know if you've had some, but it's so delicious. It's so good. It'll knock your socks off. 
I haven't yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, absolutely, I think that there's uh, uh, hopefully there's there's a, a little bit that's that's on the way, and uh, and and I'll have a a firsthand report uh, on that. Uh, Tafik, if you could let uh, the listeners know where they can go uh, and 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 get your product uh, at various stores and whatnot. Absolutely. So you can get us the best place to get it is at lolasfinehotsauce.com. You can buy us right on the site. Fast when you click on it, you'll get a 10% off code. So you can buy Lola's directly from us. Um, but for those Raiders fans and everybody out there, you know, we're in all the Albertsons, Safeway, Save Mart stores, Natural Grocers, Whole Foods, um, Target stores, and of course, Lowe's. So, you know, go to Lowe's Home Improvement. You're going to see a giant display of Lola's. Um, it's beautiful. You'll see a picture of my mom store in every single Lowe's store available. Um, so you can find it there. But yeah, please, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, at Lola's Fine Hot Sauce. Tafik, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, great story, great product. I wish you all the success in the world, and and uh, uh, and, and hopefully uh, you're not going to be a stranger, and uh, and this can be something that we're talking about more and more uh, moving forward. Really appreciate you spending some time with us in the huddle. Good luck, my man. Yep, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. We'll see you guys. All right, you got it. Uh, that's Tafik Shah. He is the owner of Lola's Fine uh, Hot Sauce. Uh, and uh, from what I understand, it's great. I can't wait to taste it myself. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, it'll be out and about uh, at Allegiant Stadium when Raider fans have their tailgate festivities. Uh, and if I happen to be walking by in the parking lot and, uh, and, you're, and you're firing some, something up on the grill using Lola's, don't be a stranger. Give me a heads up. Uh, I could always stop and chat and eat uh, without question. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday. We will talk to you on the other side. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday Vinny Bonsignor with Lincoln Kennedy. We're going to go right out to the Raider Nation listener line. Joe is in L.A. How you doing, Joe? I'm good. Thank you very much, Vinny, and welcome back, Lincoln. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, so I want to applaud Mark Davis and the NFL for doing the vaccination requirement. Um, I expressed to you, Vinny, that I'm a COVID survivor, and right. I, I, can't, I can't stress enough that when I was lying there not knowing if I was going to survive, hooked up to a ventilator, you could imagine the fears that I had, and I wouldn't want anybody to ever go through that. And I find it ironic that medical experts and scientists have become the enemy of the state. You know, people rather listen to political pundits and take their points of view or take their, uh, you know, words as gospel. But, you know, in our country, we've always had vaccines for the polio, smallpox, you know, various other ailments, and that's why we don't have those things plaguing our country. And it's this, at the very minimum, it's the right thing to do economically, because when you have a virus spreading and you can't have fans, guess what? The Raiders can't make money. The NFL can't sustain itself long term. And I just want to thank Mark Davis for doing this. It's important. It's the right thing to do. It's not a political issue. And when you also think about that, people start saying, well, I don't know what's in the vaccine. Do you really know what's anything that you're ingesting, drinking, or smoking? You know, I always hear complaints from people who tend to do recreational drugs. 
they don't question, they're not a chemist, they're not questioning what they're doing, but somehow, you know, we have this vaccine that can prevent people from dying, but you're reluctant to do that. So it took a lot of courage, and I can't say this enough. As someone who survived COVID, I think it's my duty to tell you it is important to get the vaccine. I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I did. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for speaking from the heart uh, and, and and keeping it real. Uh, and and I completely agree. I mean, the the notion that this was something that somebody cooked up in their basement uh, after you know in, in five months' time is is it's just erroneous. It's just irresponsible to even speculate on something like that. This was something that had been years in the making. Uh, there were there were there were experts and. Uh, people that were aware of the possibility of something like this for years. Um, it's not something that was new to that world and to that industry. And the, 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 the fact that they were a few steps ahead of the game really has, has been a life-saving situation for millions of people because there it wasn't just from ground zero. They had been working on this for a while now. So the notion that this is some you know irresponsibly uh, uh, put together vaccination uh, on on the quick is just it's just not accurate and please do some research and you can figure that out pretty quickly just by doing some 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 general research uh and and seeking it out and then believing uh that information back out to the raider nation listener line mitch is in new jersey how you doing mitch how's it going Vinny? lincoln how are you how you been um the same mitch from new jersey we spoke uh, many years ago hey man i'm good back. thanks for having me. how are you doing i'm I'm good. good. I'm doing well. Thanks. I'm glad you're following the Raiders. Um, it seems to me they have eight starters on that defensive line. who are going to be awesome. They're going to be well-rested. And uh, Vin knows I'm not a fan of uh, Nate there. I would rather have Tim Tebow than Nate. You know, Nate played against third stringers. He looked good. As long as you don't see him on a Sunday, then I'm okay with that. Who are, wait, wait, wait. Who are we talking about? Uh, Nate, uh, Nate Peterman. What I said, Patterson. I'm mistaken. Oh no no! Oh, you'd I rather have Tim Tebow? You'd rather have Tim Tebow I'd than Nate have Peterman? as a third stringer? As a third? No 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 uh, no! Uh, Mitch, I love you, man, but uh, Tim Tebow can't throw the ball from me to uh, the 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 door to my hotel room. Um, don't don't even. That's not. That's you can you can name a bunch of other players uh, that that I might actually be with you, but not Tim Tebow. I'm sorry, Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm not touching Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, not. A, I mean, you know that that ship has sailed. Uh, if if you want to bring in Tim Tebow as a backup quarterback, what you're going to have to do, Lincoln, is completely change your offense, and that's like the last thing that you want to do when you're talking about your backup quarterback. Your backup quarterback needs to be somebody that can somewhat repu- re- replicate your starter, and and so that can step in and 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 manage your offense not somebody that you were going to have to rewrite you know just throw the playbook out completely um you know to to fit his 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 skill set which i'm sorry but nick but 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 he can't throw the ball he's not an nfl quarterback he doesn't have an nfl arm uh so that's just that's that's come on mitch uh, i love you but uh but uh you gotta come stronger uh than that uh but thank you for the call you're in the huddle with vinnie bonsignor brought to you by tequila Embajador on raider nation radio 9 20 a.m vinnie bonsignor and lincoln kennedy